something for the people okay <laughs> yay <laughs> no it's um been really great being able to have it up and we're just gonna grow over time anyways and i just i'm so excited uh for us to continue but let's enter the chat okay let's enter the chat and this is our time where we share what well, we would share in the group chat with the girlies during the week. So uh, to kick yeah, us so off, Gloria, why don't you kick us off pretty this good. week? So I, th- I guess like the big thing that happened for me recently is I recently went to the Maverick City concert and that was really dope. Yes, it was amazing. Was so cool. Oh, like, yeah. It was so good. And I feel like it was definitely worth like your buck. The show was long. It was like a lot of energy. Kirk Franklin was there. He like performed all his top songs. Like Maverick City did all their top songs. It was just good, and the energy was just so hype, you know. Like it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't too churchy. People were like free to dance in whatever way that was to them. So it was fun. It was really, really fun, and just to be surrounded by people. So that was the highlight of my week. Oh, cool! Did you bump into anybody in that area? Like, you know, I was wonder. I never go to Christian concerts, so like, it, when I go to concerts in LA, previously pre-pandemic. Oh like you may meet other people you've seen in the inter- in- industry or you're so just kind of like I actually like saw a quite a few vibing, people that right? I know like even people from my job were like oh I see you I'm like what <laughs> so I definitely saw a lot of people <laughs> and I'm just like okay not you dancing yeah <laughs> it was fun it was so fun yeah it was that's good. funny all right Glory what you right. got I mean uh Kedra what you got I'm looking at um when yeah, I went, I went to order. concert, it was the week before you. Anyway, but I saw Preston Perry. But I didn't say anything because I was like, yeah. But that was cool to me. I didn't see Jackie. Well, so he's um, a, tell people um, who Preston Perry he, is. He has a YouTube channel. He's a, like into apologetics. And then his wife is also, both of them are, all, I think he's writing a book, but she's an author. She's a preacher, all that good stuff, Christian. Um, and they talk about theology. I don't know. I love them. Um, but uh, I wish I would have saw Jackie. Yeah. I also saw I saw Chandler's wife. She was standing next to, um, like, on the side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw oh, her, but Gina, I didn't say anything yeah. to anybody. She's pretty. She had the baby. <laughs> um, but <laughs> this past week, uh, on Sunday, I went evangelizing with my friends. And it was the second time I ever did it. And it was amazing. So oh, I'm just happy fun. about that. I was actually nervous, but then it was it was fun. It was a great time. And then Ooh. something funny that happened today, I was telling them <laughs> I got Starbucks and I got a bagel. And, you know, in these pandemic streets or post-pandemic streets or whatever, you make sure your hands are clean. Well, I didn't have any, you know, hand sanitizer or anything like that. So I was trying to eat my bagel, but I was trying to, like, scoot it up in the pouch <laughs> so I didn't have to touch it. And then when I bit it, it was like a whole half of it came off. So I'm like, like stuff in my mouth as people are staring at me. I'm like, oh my gosh. But that was just funny. Something funny that happened to me today. 
Listen, I'm just like, mind your business. Just don't right. say nothing. I feel like Starbucks causes everybody to act out of character, whether it's like, I need my coffee, or it's like, you didn't get my order right. So, yes. do it again. <laughs> Hilarious. Hilarious. Like, and I'm that person that's awkward. Like, I will look at you being awkward about something and, like, try to find your solution. <laughs> Say so never mind my business. So I probably would have been like, so you need funny. some hand sanitizer, sis. Like, I also feel like though some people like overuse it, and I'm like, you need some healthy, that like you true. need some bacteria in your life, because like this bubble you've been in, you're gonna die if we go into The Walking Dead, and you need to have a skill to live. Yeah. You know, like that's just poke <laughs> a post apocalyptic theme anything like that i'm like yeah on i it, feel so like the like, pandemic got a lot of paranoia because there's some people <laughs> like if they it. touch one thing they're just like <laughs> and i'm just like if you touch your mm-hmm. face you're gonna you know what i'm saying because your face is naturally dirt dirty with the particles mm-hmm. and stuff so yeah. it's like make sure you clean but you're gonna get dirty <laughs> yeah okay so jolly ranchers currently have a chokehold on me i don't know why you know a dollar 25 tree <laughs> has these bags of them (laughs) so if you don't know me yet in life i do not visit dollar stores 99 cents like that's just not my jam but like this shopping center that i walk near has this dollar 25 tree because it's not a dollar tree anymore and i was just like but y'all got the good candy i need the candy that's not actually the thing for my week though but i'm like i'm gonna be i'm gonna be having them in my mouth this whole episode i already know It's what keeps me fueled. Actually, even when I'm on lives, like, I will drink. I have a drink fridge at my best friend's house. Like, my room there has a drink fridge in it. And when I would be on live during the pandemic, Mm -hmm. I would just pull my snacks and my drinks out. And I'll be like, yep, I can stay on for five hours, but you're going to see me drink this Capri Sun. You're going to see me drink this Coke. Like, this whole, like, oh, you can't be a person and have a snack while I'm talking to you for hours. It's weird to me. That's weird to me, fam. Like, you need a Strange. snack, I'm are a you person. hungry, you need something to drink, like. Right. Prophesying yeah. also oh. takes energy. Yeah. Right? But, um, so that leads into my kind of thing for the week that I want to update people on. So if you don't know, if you're new to me, um, I serve in church, I work in church, like, I've been doing that for years. Um, and it's always this very difficult space in my life because I'm also called to outside the four walls and that presentation to people is just, it's very difficult for church people to understand. But, um, so I sit on a board at a church in Long Beach that I'm the special advisor to the board. I'm on a board to a church in New Jersey. Um, I am on the leadership team. Um, I am a consultant for church planters. (laughs) So, yeah, listen, uh, I've been, I had taken a break for the first six months. Well, since December, um, and I didn't take a break from my home church, um, because we are a digital online church and my pastors live in a different state. The team lives in a bunch of different places. We come together and I do the production days. I'm the creative director there. But this week we were meeting and I have just had this like, this disdain almost like this unenthused feeling towards the church as usual. Like, and you know, I can say that like during the pivots that I had to make um, during the pandemic, especially being from California, 
um, you know, life changes. We knew it. And I didn't feel like the church changed with us that much. And so it's been this tension and pull because like so many people are excited to just go back and ABC one, two, three services. But because I'm called to people outside of the four walls, I know that the saints don't matter to those people. Like they need to encounter Jesus. So we were in this meeting and my pastor stops and he's like, let me just affirm you really quickly. And he's like, I want you to be completely outside of that box. I want you to completely flow and how you're supposed to, like there's things that you're supposed to bring and outreach that you're supposed to do that looks nothing like the traditional, that you know, you're really a resource to the body of Christ, but don't stop your call because you don't fit in with what church people would say. Like the church is in the midst of a reformation and you're one of those reformers. So whatever God's saying to you, like go ahead and do that. And I think for me, I realized in that moment that I had been holding myself back, that I hadn't been, I'm usually a very authentic person in general, but there are some things that I do think about because people are like, oh, prophet Lizzie. And I just can't get out of this box of like people complaining or feeling like, why does she have neon hair on? Or you know what I'm saying? Um, so sometimes I kind of tone it down or I don't come against religious actions, like pharmaceutical actions, you know? Modern day Pharisees, are it's very real. So I felt like that was like, oh, it just encouraged my little heart, you know? And, and then I felt like more ideas started to come because God can only let you pioneer in a space and flow there if you're going to yeah. be open to doing it, you know? Yes. Yeah. So I'm just and excited I, to be reaching I, people. Honestly, I feel that. And I think it's, it is a weird balance, how you know, like, you're called to people outside the church. But mm -hmm. you also, I don't know. I feel like sometimes, like, when you're mm -hmm. exposed to, like, just how nasty people can really be in the church, it makes you kind of just turn from it, it like, in, like, in general, mm -hmm. just like, okay whatever so it's hard it's hard to be yourself mm -hmm. and it's hard to walk like in your calling and, and connect with those who don't know God and to reach people right and to bring people to God while mm -hmm. still not allowing the bitterness and the just the cruelty of some Christians to like make you just turn completely so I get that yeah I mean I guess I think my main thing in it and this is what I was telling the team is that like I just want the church to find a a bridge to love people and so sometimes we want like instant conversion or we just want to like tell people how to live their lives and I'm not throwing an outreach like so for instance I'll, I'll say this on here because uh, it's not like my main big idea but I was like you know what would it be like to have a brunch right and there's a spirituality component there I said because this is what people call me to do in whatever city I'm in they're like oh hey can you come and then I'm going to give you like 25, 30 minutes at the end because I never want people to leave without something spiritual. That's how like unbelievers would communicate that to me. So I'm like, what if it's a brunch and creatives just come and we're not like curating a worship service. We're curating an experience for them, for them to be their most creative selves. Right. But like that's very hard for church planters to hear from me on. So for my pastor to affirm me in that and like say hey I'm gonna back that and like what cities you know he's like, of course your city loves Chicago but like wherever where else are we gonna do these things and to say like I'll put money behind it like that meant so much to me 
and I felt like I actually had a space like I know my lane and then that's totally separate from me being a prophet and being at gatherings and prophesying and it's honestly my least favorite part about working for the church I don't care about giving people prophetic words that much like especially um, other Christians like I prefer to prophesy to people that don't know the Lord um, because I think it's so important for them to hear God's voice and encounter Jesus so like my pastor and the team having that conversation with me and embracing that and being like, Hey Lizzie, focus here, do this. And then we're going to do the worship content stuff that you've been doing for three years that like, I've just been burnt out and tired of. It gives me space to be happier and not feel like I have to leave something that I love. So that's my weekly update. I'm happy about it. That was so good. I love it. It gives you space to be yourself. You know, and it gives you space to be true to who you yeah. are. Because if we're being honest, like, a lot of times if we if we just listen to the church, we're in a box. Like, we're in just a straight-up box. We have muzzles over our mouths. We can't speak on certain things. We can't be real. We can't talk about what people are talking about in the world, you know? So, I love that for you. That's why I think it's so amazing. Yeah. No, you're Well, good. guys, this has been Enter the Chat. Oh. <laughs> Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, I want you to finish it. Go ahead. Yeah, I wish we forget that you have no, like a, a no, five-second pause. That's why it's so amazing to <laughs> like evangelize and talk to these people in these communities who don't grow up in church. So they're not church when they come in. They're themselves, and they're able to have that personality and that difference and be able to know Jesus in a different way. Right. Well, actually, you know what? Because here's the thing. I have one more thing to say about this. Like, the church that I sit on the board of in the LBC, if you're not from Cali, if that's Long Beach, California. Um, yeah. Like, it is a totally different vibe because the church planters, they're from, like, a long line of Dr. Fred Price, right? And they're very traditional. And the Faith Dome, if you don't know what that is, if you Google it, you'll see. Um, it's actually, like, my childhood home church where I got tongues and everything. Like, it's... It's pretty well known for traditionalism. But then the people that came to this church are people that have only been saved like since their 20s or 30s, some of the people on the board. So their perspective is completely different because they've lived a different life outside of a church person life. And this is what I'm trying to navigate when I consult church planters is that we're not trying to reach other people that have known Jesus, maybe like we were grown up under a pew. We're trying to reach people um, to understand why Jesus should be added to their life at their big age where they've been living, you know? So evangelism, I think, is a huge um, thread in the reformation of the church within the next five years, and I'm just excited to be a part of it. Um, so, of course, like, y'all hear more about that journey on here or following me because it's my life. <laughs> but, yeah, period. <laughs> All right, so we'll be back after this okay so this week i'm introducing a new segment called girl what girl what what were you thinking (laughs) so i came across this article um a woman sliced off her arm tattoo with her ex's name and mailed it to him like her actual flesh because he cheated okay (laughs) so she says reynolds says 
She figured the unorthodox act was quicker than lasering it off. The 35-year-old woman who operates a body piercing organization went on to tell James Press he had been a naughty boy and cheated on me so oblivious I wasn't going to keep his name on me anymore. He's oblivious to the fact that you cheated on me. I opted to cut out Cut it out purely because I had already done skin removal before. I knew it didn't hurt that much, and it's much quicker than laser, laser sessions, which is a bit of a long game. I had totally cut contact with him before I sent it, so I have no idea what his reaction was. This was really just my dark sense of humor at play. I just thought Why do you think that's friends. funny? What the? Yeah. Excuse me? I have so many questions. So one, how big was the, like how how big was the skin? Like it's a pretty big chunk. Like it's like a, it's like a, it's like his name. You know, it was pretty long. But you just, it's the cut out from her arm for me. And I know, like, okay, so, I got I chose my first tattoo to be like a wrist tattoo, which they all were telling me I got it at Chicago's um, tattoo convention last year. First tattoo, right? They're like, oh my gosh, it's gonna be so painful there, but like. It wasn't as painful as I thought. So I'm thinking she's covered in tattoos. Maybe she's just used to the pain factor in her body. And like it wasn't a big deal to her. But I'm like, what in the Van Gogh? Like cutting off an ear. It's like cutting off an ear to me. Like, why would you send it to him? Like, she doesn't, she thinks it's comical. Like, to send this man a piece of her flesh with his name on it. Was there a yeah, note? like what in the self mutilation? No, she just sent the she just sent the piece of flesh. No, no, nothing. But I think he would know it is. It's giving, he has multiple women tattooed on his body. Yeah, it's giving um, when dudes say they're gonna kill themselves after you break up <laughs> to manipulate you to get back to with come him. back. Yeah. Oh no, he's gonna self harm. Yeah. I have to be with him. Yes, that's a total thing. Like, why would you do that? No, that takes dark humor to a whole different level. Like, that's not even funny. It's not. <laughs> okay, so I kind of think it's a little funny, but I wouldn't do it. You know, like I just, I just feel like it's like, I get it because I have dark humor, but at the same time, like that's a little much. I don't know if I would be cutting into my body, but I also don't feel like I would want to tattoo someone's name on me. Like, that's never a vibe that I want to, you know, because I just feel like, yeah, no, it's just not going to happen. Like, Would you tattoo your husband's name to you or, like, initials or y'all's last name? It's <laughs> 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 a no for me. That's real rough. <laughs> Maybe, like, 10-year anniversary, you know? I don't know. I feel like you got to put some more skin in the game for me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just, I don't know. My kids, that's all. I don't think I want anybody's kids, name on me, though. Them. I, right, I wouldn't do anybody's name, but if I had to do a name, yeah. it would be my children. Like, that's how y'all know that's that it. I would be like, what are the, it's going to be considered drunken love if I got somebody's name on me. If I got somebody's son's name on me, I would not be come stable. Come see about me. Come see about me. Yeah, come, come see about me. Worry about me, okay? <laughs> what? Be concerned. It took me 35 years to get two hearts on my wrist okay and it's like it has a deep meaning to me but I'm just saying like someone's name I actually have a sibling that had somebody's name on them and they had to get it covered up so like I'm just living vicariously through the siblings like I don't yeah it's it's no. just like once it's on your body you either have to like go through laser surgery or you have to get something like on top of it and depending how like big it originally was you got to get something even bigger and it's just you mm -hmm. know 
But you're never gonna forget that it was there, that it's underneath yeah. there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, why would you do that? Why would you do that? Weren't they, weren't they called again? like tr- uh, tramp, is it called tramp stamp? Tramp stamp on the back. No, that's on the, uh, on the on your lower back. Yeah, that's on your lower back. Okay. Okay. It's funny. Um, our producer texted me something. It's really funny. <laughs> I actually have a funny story that um, my spiritual father's church, I he got a tattoo of the logo, right? It was uh, the old church, and it was a backwards K and a wow. C. And some of my spiritual siblings, they got the tattoo. And, like, this is, like, right before I was transitioning in life, you know? And I was like, mm, mm, I don't think I could do it. I don't think I can do it. I didn't do it. So I'm glad because they changed the church name too. And that's just like, but I guess it's a memory. I'm not into memory tattoos. I think um, I have this girl in the UK. I really want her to give me a Disney tattoo. I know Disney adults, y'all are weirded out by us, whatever. Um, it's just a princess vibe. But I think if I keep going, like after this one, I would have whole sleeve and it would just be totally different. I would look like a totally different genre of person. So we're not committed to it. You know, then you guys would be like, girl, what? What's happening? What's going on? No, that's okay. You know, I don't know. I just want to know what I want to look like as a good, you know, different genres of a person. I think sleeves are actually really cute. Or the leg ones. Oh my gosh, so fire. The leg? I don't know. What are those called? A pant? I don't know. It depends. Because, like, when someone just has a random thigh tattoo, like, okay, because this no, is a like, good thing. I'm saying, like, a whole sleeve on the leg. Like, I get it. Right, yeah. Yes, but yeah. it starts off as one random tattoo, though. Right? Because I saw this guy out the other day, and he had his hoochie daddy shorts on, and he had the, like, he had, like, a tiger on his thigh. And I was like, I don't know how I feel about this, because it was just a tiger there, you know? Like, and it was, like, very dark ink. And he was very light. Maybe he's trying to channel. I don't know. Was he cute? Channel his like inner. Rar. He was saying. No, he's very shy. <laughs> he was very it shy. Giving King of the Jungle almost. <laughs> almost, but not quite. <laughs> not quite. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. He was very shy though, and I was like, "You have Fuji Daddy shorts on, and you have he a tiger." He was shy, and he yeah. had a tiger. How do we get here? But yes, it's funny. Um, yes, that's why I was surprised. I was like, what does the tiger mean? I didn't ask him because he was very skittish at all the women that were interacting with him. But I was like, you have hoochie really? daddy shorts on. So y'all are, oh my God. Y'all are just out here wearing these shorts and then you're not going to like <laughs> participate. No, the, the boys are loving these shorts. Listen, <laughs> trending. But let me tell you, the men in the gym have been wearing these, but it's not like the right. cloth one. You know, like the sweatshorts? That, that's not yes. the material. It's like the workout material. The and workout they've been looking material. good. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Because the gym, gym behavior But they usually wear the spandex under. Yes, the compression shorts. So they wear the compression yeah. shorts. Yeah, yes. exactly. Like when, my, when me and my best friend used to go to Gold's Gym, like, all the time like that's a normal outfit gym i feel like gym mm-hmm. attire gym behavior is a whole nother conversation because yeah. if you don't go to the gym just yeah. say that like that's how i feel you know but yeah. <laughs> this is the thing if you go to the gym you know how we behave in the gym they'll be in you know right. what they they'll look like you know that there's shorts. gonna be the tank tops with the cutouts all the way on the side mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know that there's layering going on you know that there's usually a hat sometimes involved like yeah, I just that's a whole nother topic for another day. But yeah, I think that's maybe. like a whole different, a whole different like you know, a whole different ball game. <laughs> and you're in the gym, so you got to be comfortable. 
Yeah, I mean, I like comfortable right. with you. That was part of yeah, what motivated yeah. me to go. It's like I have cute gym outfits. Right. <laughs> like it's gym and I outfits. want y'all to see me. Right. Period. I'm working care. on this body. You don't have to say nothing. Right, just yeah, be like, don't, don't say nothing. You do your thing. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I'm just so give me I'm a not nod. that girl. Here's the thing, and maybe because I'm an extrovert, I'm not that girl. You could say something to me. There's actually people along my journey in the gym that I went here that would say like, "Oh, I see. Okay, cool. Like whatever." And then yeah. there are guys that can hit on you, and it's not disrespectful because some of y'all be giving this energy like, "Don't say nothing. Don't come at me at all." But then I'm like, "But you're single, and you don't let men talk to you. So just learn how to respectfully decline instead of being a little." witchy in the face and being mean about it like that's just my take on it because i feel like females can be very i know people hate when i said that but it's true females can be very rude about I mean, a man approaching I them i know i, think, I do i mean i think a lot of females no, I don't. Men that approach they probably have a history of people like you know what i'm saying disrespecting them by being like hey yo you know what i'm saying like in a rude mm -hmm. way so they just like, okay, before you even can say something to me, I'm already going to give off the approach that don't even say nothing to me. But I think, of course, no, there but is I'm a balance. Not, oh, sorry. Make sure you're approachable. No, you're <laughs> go ahead, Keidra. Go ahead. Get your, get your thing in. <laughs> no, mm -hmm. I mean, that's cool to me. And But I'm that person in the gym. This is why I can't go to the gym. Well, I can go. But if I see people, like, with the wrong form, something in me says you need to tell them and help them fix it. So then I'd be trying to help people. And I'm like, girl, this is not, you are not their trainer. Like, mind your business. But I'm like, please, I'm just, I just want to help you. But yeah, no, I don't care but it's you different. You probably should do that as a job or something. That probably should be a secondary thing for you with all your other fitness stuff you got going on. No, I don't think anything's wrong with that. I'm just saying that, like, so Gold Gym in California, like, it's for the people that, kind of like are more serious about their fitness journey so you can make like a community there and there are other people that go to the gym that'll come like help you if, even if they're not a trainer or you just talk about your journey or they're like hey what's up or can i work in stuff like that but then there's always these one few random people that are, act like everybody wants them so bad or like why are you talking to me like type of, that's what i'm talking about like we don't like that sis. like nobody's oh i love the people like oh, oh. Wait, can I tell y'all a quick story? Quickly. And then we can move on. Quickly. This is so funny. It's quickly. So I was visiting my sister um, and her family in Mississippi, and I was going to my brother-in-law's gym. It was a crunch fitness. And I was working out. This man was literally on, they have the um, the uh, punching bag, like for boxing. Mm -hmm. So he's like, <laughs> and then he's jumping. <laughs> <laughs> then, so after this he, he was like and then he runs like takes a lap around the gym stops in front of the mirror checks himself out then comes back and, like he was like making a lot of noise he was like i think he was singing or something it was so loud it was just so funny to me because i'm like sir what is happening are you okay what are you the doing? sounds are supposed to help with their breathing like like i took um some forward version of karate when i was a teenager and it's like yeah, they make you make the sounds for your breathing. It's weird. I don't like it, but, you know. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, yeah I didn't know that. There yeah. was also a guy in cowboy boots. Oh, no. In the gym. Oh, no, baby. Yeah. Working out. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, whatever floats your boat, but I don't, I don't, I wouldn't be. It was great. Right. I was like, this is so entertaining. <laughs> it was great. I love it. Okay. It was great. <laughs> All right. Well, that's funny. I, I mean, I'm still saying, girl, what? Girl, don't what? cut off any of your right. flesh. Girl, what? 
And we'll be back after this break. (laughs) Welcome back. Welcome back. And this is this week's segment on things your mama never taught you. Okay, so I have to bring into the chat the pink tax. Have you guys heard of the pink tax? No. Yes. Okay. Oh, okay. Keep your nose. Okay. Okay. So if you don't know, the pink tax is what they actually add to women's products just because they're pink. Hmm. It's a real like, thing. Like you mean like, like the price or like actual? Like yes. It's a, oh, it's yeah. a tax. Um, so today my example, because, um, some women in my circle, they're like, think it's funny when we go on trips and stuff and they're like, why do you have like a men's deodorant or why do you have this or why do you have that? Like, so I have, uh, this is like the cheap one that I use. It's one of the degrees. I like the like spray on powder one. Um, and I just usually get like the fresh. Now the other funny thing I could say about this is that in strip club culture and escort culture, (laughs) anything like that. Um, another reason that women use this is so that the scent won't go home on the man that they are entertaining but (laughs) that's where I originally learned it so I have to say that because I'm gonna be honest um but when I found out about the pink tax so like this same degree deodorant with the fresh scent in a woman's packaging has a tax on it and it's literally called the pink tax so um razors what else they have uh shaving creams toothpaste if it's for women like Things that are specifically designed for women's hygiene that are the same across the board as men's hygiene, shampoo, conditioner, things like that. Pink tax added. Why? The pink tax also is on feminine products as well. Um, it's very... That's where I know. Yeah. So, like, the there have been several states that have been trying to fight because it's a federal a federal issue it's not actually just a state issue um and they add it supposedly to feminine products because of the cost of making them because of the market that it's in it's the only item but then i'm like but that's not true because there's adult diapers that are made of the same products right it's those things don't have the tax on them Mm. just feminine items so one of the things that like I mean, I like to buy things that are peak, and I've bought them for, like, lifestyle content and stuff like that. Um, But if I'm just going to Target, this can of degree that was in the men's section, do you guys want to guess how much this was? Mm. $3,400? $3,450? Yeah, y'all are on it. It It was, like, $3.99, right? In Target. The same size, the same scent technically fresh right not even not even getting into like rose petals or anything like that just fresh for women it was 8.99 whoa the exact same fluid ounces that's not even adding the tax yet so i know with inflation going on i wanted to bring this because i felt like there are so many people are like where are ways that i can cut back or what and i think women don't think about those things but the added benefit that I find to it is that, so like, okay, I'm, I'm really getting my weird like nerdy girl bag here in some ways, because like I'll even use, um, like I have ocean, the ocean scent from Bath and Body Works for my body wash, because what I found out is that I'm, I'm really a perfume girl. I love perfumes, right? But when I have just a clean, like 
scent absence absent of rose petals or peony or whatever else they put into women's body wash then my perfume smells so much better with my natural body chemistry and besides that you're just smelling fresh like clean cucumber whatever you know I'm never picking like a scent that's like sandalwood. I don't want to smell like a man in that way. But like <laughs> just that those clean, fresh scents. And right now, while everything is hiking, for some reason, men's products are not hiking in the same way, which I think is very interesting. Like especially yeah. body care. Yeah, that's very interesting because even like pertaining body care, us women need to do more. Right. You know, like even like regard when we're on our periods or our cycles and in the summertime, like keeping clean, you make sure you smell good, make sure down there is balance, all this different stuff. Like we got to get products and y'all taxes. I don't know. Oh, it's been there forever. It's been your whole life probably. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm thinking how old you guys yeah, are. Yeah. Sure. Your whole life. And then yeah. the thing is, it's um, like razors, right? Like if you are getting, I like Flamingo, that brand. They should sponsor us. Um, but, like, because you can get the replaceable heads. But, like, if you're just getting, like, a yeah, pack of razors, literally, do you have to have a pink one? I decided I didn't have to, you know? So, like, if I'm traveling and I'm just taking a random travel razor, why do I need the pink one? Because sometimes it's, like, $7 to $2. I never thought right, of that yeah. <laughs> I, um, I recently bought a Flamingo razor. I usually, mm -hmm. honestly... I'm, uh, I've been doing the wax thing sometimes. Yeah. I do it all, honestly. Sometimes well, I, I do, do that the or cream, you know, the, uh, Nair. Yeah. Yeah. Or, but cream, I recently yeah. got a razor because razors are just way, com like, so convenient. You quick mm -hmm. and you can be Real out, quick. like, for when you just do something quick. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, and I also, I do, I use Old Spice. I use the, got the lavender one because it doesn't have alum yeah. aluminum. Right. And it's, and their stuff is like strong so mm -hmm. I, and for my body wash i use like dove unscented so mm -hmm. yeah i don't even i don't like all the um like the fragrance added, added right yeah only, yeah the only one i have is the native like that brand mm -hmm. i have but it's like a cinnamon sugar something like that mm -hmm. so yeah or vanilla mm -hmm. yeah because a lot of times with those like scented like floral and all those different scents they don't really carry the whole day I like to go to like men's deodorant because I feel like it's stronger. It's mm -hmm. stronger and actually mm -hmm. can like if I sweat or if I'm hot or whatever, I can actually I won't smell bad by the time I come back home from a long day of work or whatever. So that's Listen, why. I would, yeah. Talk about that because like yeah. I'm watching TikTok videos where girls are like, "Oh, I guess I smell like," and they're embarrassed. And I'm like, "Well, no, let's talk about it, sis. Like, are you not?" Do you need to reapply? Or you're not getting the strongest one that you need for your body. Also, what you eat has a huge thing to do with that, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> can you just point at the screen because we're we're really into that. But like, what you eat, how much water you drink. So, like, if I smell someone that's like extremely foul, I'm like, what kind of toxins? What kind of McDonald's have you been eating? Like, I can usually tell that they're just not. Or medication can do that too, but in general, we're just like thinking that odor comes from, oh, we're supposed to be like this. No, no. It's like when people say diabetes runs in the family. Well, it does because you cooked it the same way, your food. You cook your food the same way. Like it's Ooh. not a, <laughs> oh, sorry. I said that kind of strong. I know that because my family has, no, that was uh, so many of my family members have diabetes and I do not because I had to make changes to make sure. 
Um, but I'm, I'm just saying in general, like when it comes to deodorant, different things like that, uh, you may not know, but you can learn. You can learn. So don't just be embarrassed or say like, oh, I need extra strength. Like, what does that mean? So I'm not going to get it because it says extra strength. Like, you get what you need. Yeah, right. That's true. And I think sometimes because a lot of girls, they may not have someone to talk to. That's why I actually really like this segment, for real. Like this, like things your mama never talks to you. Because like, we're talking about stuff that we really... (laughs) Whether your mama didn't talk talk to you or people aren't being honest on social media or you just don't have nobody to talk to. So I actually like this segment because it's, it's really educational mm-hmm. and it creates a space for us to talk about like, okay, like our, how our natural body is as a woman and mm-hmm. like, okay, like how to stay balanced, like how to make sure you smell good, like how to actually accept the fact, okay, like something's off. Who should I go see? You know, and not be embarrassed about it. Like, actually be okay for getting help and wanting to, like, be better. Because I feel like it's the whole embarrassing factor that may that may want, that may want make people, like, shrink and be like, okay, mm-hmm. I just smell bad. And that's just who I am. And it's like. Well, the, the thing about being embarrassed is that the only thing embarrassing to me is when you're unwilling to learn. Yeah. Because there are just some things in different demographics or where you live or who you were raised by or what you were like born into that you just won't know that's across the board every everyone doesn't know everything so for me like even i one of my best friends his mom like when i was i want to say around 20 she was like you should have a signature scent and like i was like what like oh tell me about it right and so she was saying like you don't just pick up any perfume you don't just pick up you know any lotions or whatever you find quality products like that's one of the areas she spends more money in so she taught me how to find quality products for my skincare for my scent and said like you know your body chemistry your pheromones are going to mix with this like so sometimes you should get the sample and wear it and see how it works out through the entire day and then when i worked in retail at nordstrom like they kind of teach some of that stuff if you're in certain departments So some of these things I actually didn't learn until I was, you know, a little baby adult. But, you know, me and my mom are so opposite. She's just like the natural, like, not beauty obsessed girl, right? But like she taught me how to care for my hygiene and how not to smell and all that kind of stuff. But as far as like the addition of like having a scent, like, you know, that's something that I'm kind of obsessed with from time to time. And even when I was, you know, running all over the country in previous years, like, baby, I'm still going to smell good because I like I like to take care of my I look look at it as a space of self-care. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes we don't look at it as like that are are taught that this is self-care. Yeah. And I think having that mindset really taught me. Go ahead, Keidra. I'm sorry. Oh, I just said when you feel good, you look good. Mm-hmm. when you look good you feel good either way <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and I think for me like having that mindset of like okay this is self-care has actually helped me to invest in it and mm-hmm. invest time in it so invest whether that's like actually okay let me actually spend time in this aisle at Target <clears throat> and read up on mm-hmm. the ingredients look up on what people are saying about it you know what I'm saying or let mm-hmm. me actually invest this time in trying this new skincare product you know yes it may add two minutes to my skincare routine but let me try it because it is self-care so I think for me like it's also a mental thing for me Mm -hmm. like 
knowing that this is self-care. This is actually, if this is the one thing you do for, for yourself every day, do it, you know, so. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I love you guys' input. So if you are looking to help somewhere in your budget, <laughs> Ladies, just get stuff from the men's department. Avoid the pink tax. Avoid the extra charge for the pretty packaging. If you're a content creator, then, I mean, I don't know. Find some other way. <laughs> but a lot of times the companies are the same. It's just packaging for men and women, especially if it's a neutral scent. But this has been Things Your Mama Never Taught You. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. So... Today's topic was supposed to be something completely different, but at 3 a.m., I received some messages from a follower on TikTok, and I thought that this conversation was a little bit more important as we head into summer. Now, it already feels like summer in most places, but June 20th is the official date of summer, and my sweet, sweet follower who I'm going to name Sunny for this segment. <laughs> she just asked to be anonymous, asked many questions, and we are gonna try to answer them as best we can about hot girl summer. <laughs> On TikTok, if you don't follow me there, I talk about my journey, so I share things in entrepreneurship and launching this podcast. So she came in my inbox and she said, um, maybe you can talk about hot girl summer, dot, dot, dot. I have so many questions, TikTok auntie. <laughs> I'm an auntie on TikTok <laughs> in my middle age of 36 years old, apparently. <laughs> she said, she followed this by saying, I am only 17. I just graduated. My friends want to do a hot girl summer. My boyfriend broke up with me and then we got back together and then we broke up again. I was really sad about this. We all go to church together and we just had a purity ball. None of us are virgins anymore. I feel really bad about that. If I say something, then I won't be on the worship team anymore. I seen it happen to another girl. Sometimes I feel really good about hooking up cause head feels good. And other times I feel like this song. She sent me a song by Amanda Williams, which is posted on her Phenomenal Woman page. And um, the song just talks about how she's pretty enough to get effed, she's pretty enough to go all the way but not just kiss. She's pretty enough to come over but never spend the night. Just pretty enough. We talked about that for a while. I thought the conversation was over as I tried to answer her questions, but then she sent me another message. I pray for other people, but do my prayers count now? Cause I can't stop letting ninjas <laughs> F me because I know they don't love me. Does Jesus call me an abomination in quotation marks? Because my pastor keeps using that word. I legit don't get it. I can't tell anyone at my church I'm scared that bad things could happen to me this summer if I'm not careful. I just don't know what I'm doing. I don't think a lot of us know what hot girl summer actually means. And so of course I answered her <laughs> singularly, but she really wanted me to talk about it on the podcast too. And I'm so grateful to you, Sunny, because as I started to have this connection with her and talk to her about Hot Girl Summer, she brought out the lyrics in the real, the very first Make the Stallion song featuring 
um, Tyga and Nicki Minaj. And she talked about how her friends are talking about racking up a body count, but they had this purity ball at church. And it was like a vow for them to go into their college years and wear white and say that they would not engage in any sexual activity, although they already are. I think one of the things that I learned is that she went back and binged some of my YouTube videos and I talk about how I lived a double life as a leader. I talk about how I lived a double life um, just as a Christian for so many years because I get and I understand the fear of telling your leaders when you're just going to be sat down or you're going to be told you're disgusting or you're nasty or why would you let someone do that to you? And I think responsibility in this area as even, you know, she calls me a TikTok auntie, is to be completely frank and open and honest about the things that I've done and the places that I've been and that God never stopped loving me. But hot girl summer may not just, it may just not be for you. It may not be something you want to participate in. It may not be something that you feel comfortable with. But I also can't have this conversation and not talk about how I have had many experiences that I still don't regret to this day or I didn't feel bad for. You know, so one of the things, you know, when she said, well, like, head feels good, it does. I, I actually have had times that I don't regret having sexual experiences. I actually don't look at losing my virginity as the worst thing possible. I don't tell that story in shame. I think that a lot of people will take what is supposed to be a journey in life and look at the places that they're not perfect in. But the one thing I can know in all of that is that Jesus still has always loved me. And as much as humans communicate their disappointment, I don't feel like he's ever pushed me away. So I wanted to have this conversation on the podcast because one of the things as I was researching the song that she sent me, the artist and songwriter, Amanda Williams talks about being so alone when she wrote that song. Feeling so alone that no one would understand or one of her TikTok videos literally has this how do I even explain this? It's like she's writing her internal dialogue while the song is playing. And the internal dialogue is like, how much will people judge me because I still interact with men this way? So I know that like, there's so much secret keeping even in communi Christian communities, you know? And I made God a promise a long time ago that whenever this platform was supposed to happen for me and whenever I was supposed to start telling my story, I'd be truthful. I have given head in the car. I have worn lingerie and done lap dances. I have gotten wasted and been in a hot tub, but naked with men and women. I have had sex with one person and got up and sang in the choir the next morning, a couple hours later. I have left a church function and hooked up with someone that was prophesying at the same church function. And I'm not, I don't feel shame about it. 
I don't like I've danced on bar tops and I've served drinks and I've been on porn sets to do makeup. And I don't think that I needed to go through every single experience that I went through, but I also don't think that it is something that I feel shame for, condemnation. And the thing is, is that if I had someone to talk to about my sexuality and about the desires and about being turned on and about how amazing orgasms were and still are, then I wouldn't have been so, um, I would say accessible to the secrecy if people didn't lie to me and say, oh, well, it's going to feel terrible or it's not going to be good until you're in marriage, then maybe I would have had a chance to understand that this is something really, really good that I would want to preserve even longer. But I don't know because that's not my human experience. And when we have these conversations, we tend to tell people, guess what? We are going to you know, make it this terrible thing that if you fall, you're, you're ruined for the rest of your life or it's this big moment. I can't even say that the next relationship that I enter into, that if it's supposed to be my husband, that I might, may make it to marriage or not, or I may not. I may throw it back beforehand. I don't know. Because all our intentions and motives can be good, but we're still human. But the whole power of the cross to me is that there is redemption from anything that the Bible says is not pleasing to God. Anything that is related to as sin, repentance, he died for that space. So even if a church sits you down, the Lord is not sitting you down. He's not shaming you. He's not condemning you. He's not punishing you. He died so that you didn't have to receive a punishment. He rose again so that you didn't have to be disconnected or go through another person to get to him. So I'm going to let the other ladies chime in, but I just wanted to start the conversation that way. And if you're listening, know that if you've done it, I might have tried it. And I'm the person that you can have that conversation with. And I think no less of you for anything that you have had in your journey of life as a person. Okay, ladies whatever you have to say. So, dang, it's like so many emotions. Um, as you were reading Sunny's DM to you, it's like my heart just broke for her because, mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know her, you know, I don't know what she looks like, I don't know her history, but just from like you reading her comment, it just seems like a girl who Grew up in the church, you know, but also is young and also wants to have fun and also just wants to be loved, you know, just wants to be loved, but is looking in the wrong ways or with the wrong people. But she doesn't know how to do it the right way because nobody's talking about it. Nobody is actually having those conversations. And you said something so good, Liz, because you, you said how, um, how people told you, oh, sex is going to be horrible outside of me, like physically. Orgasms are going to be horrible. It's going to hurt entirely. And it's just like, sex is pleasurable. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. orgasms are real. 
it feels good. You know what I'm saying? Well, okay, you're a virgin. After the, you know, whatever, after you get your flow, whatever, it's going to feel good. So it's even like just the lies that we even try to frame around sex. Yes, we know what the Bible says, but we need to stop lying about the realities of it. Because if we don't tell the whole truth, we are going to find out how. That you, no matter how much you grew up in the church, even, I mean, the purity ball, that's beautiful. But college is a whole different ball game. You know what I'm saying? Like, college is a whole different ball game. You are by yourself. Your parents are not there. The church you grew up in is not there. You know, you're, you're by yourself. You're, you're seeing different people. And even for people like me who grew up very sheltered, you couldn't do anything. Mm -hmm. So when you go to college, oh, you're going to try everything. And nobody back home can even, will even know. So... I, you know, so you guys aren't talking about it. You're not really giving me a, a real reason as to why or the reality of it. You're saying, oh, sex is bad. It's painful. All this. You're, you know, you're demonizing sex itself when I'm listening to music and they're saying that it's great. So let me let me try it. You know, so it's just like my heart really broke for her because she's just a girl that just wants to be loved. And even like she was saying, she saw people. Um, her friends in the church got sat down or, or got taken out the church choir because they were they were they were caught having sex or whatever. It's like there's a lot of stuff people are doing <laughs> in the church, but nobody wants to talk about it. That's why that's why we're doing so much stuff behind closed doors. And when stuff comes out, it's like, oh, my God. But it's just like. It's not. Yeah, yeah it's like, oh, that's not new. Well, I think the thing, too, is that people remove. Um, so part of the conversation, even with the boyfriend involved and the back and forth and all that, people remove that physical intimacy with someone. It does. It's much more than just like what we make it like this lustful. Oh, my gosh. Like they're having sex and it's just this quickie or whatever, like being and like as a woman, even let's just talk about it from that, like being held by a man like that just even feels good, even if you're not sexually active with someone. So we don't even know how to interact with intimacy. So she's like, why do they make it this thing where like deeper in our conversation, because I'm not going to go through all of the messages like it's like, why do they make it this thing? Like I'm doing something so dirty, like he was loving me and I was loving him. And it reminded me of when I was in, you know, the with the person I lost my virginity with and the person that I would go back to all the time. And it took an epiphany probably at like 28 years old of like every time I was rejected, I went back to that space because he felt safe to me because I had shared physical intimacy with him. And like, we could laugh and play and talk. And we talked about like, even physically how we interacted with each other, even though we were in a committed relationship. And this conversation usually gets very uncomfortable around people in the church because they don't wanna see any goodness and connection and intimacy but covenant can be formed outside of the place of marriage. And then how do you walk that out? How do you separate the two except to demonize or bash someone over the head? I had to make a decision of what I wanted to do with my body going forward with my person and why this wasn't good for me in, as in a relationship in a whole, not just talking about the act of sex. So Kedra, tap in with us. Yeah, I think that we need to learn in the church specifically, um, like you said, that 
even like it made me think of church hugs you know the way men give church hugs like that side hug like you can't even get a real hug it's it's seen as like I don't even know who started this but they make it weird like you can't hug them Mm -hmm. you know body to body because apparently that's real that's weird or whatever the ideals are about it but um yeah Sunny I definitely could relate to her I grew up in the church we were told you know no sex just don't do it (laughs) Mm -hmm. nah I mean because the bible says so but it's like we need more than that and the thing is we're saying no sex but not showing love in other ways and that's how people are trying to get love so that's the problem with it being sat down um it may be for your good honestly and i think i think that um people who are serving or in the church need to be pure but it's more than just sex it's more than just them having you know fornicating you know having sex outside of me that's this way more sense than that mm-hmm. so my idea on that is if you're gonna judge that if you're gonna sit somebody down for that then sit them down for all the other sins everything else that people are doing right if they aren't repenting if they did it they repented i don't i don't see a problem with it but anyway um I think that for that hot girl summer thing, yeah, no. I don't think you should do that (laughs) because you don't want to rack up bodies. Like, first of all, Mm -hmm. that's not even safe. That's not healthy. If you don't even know the basics about sex, then you're probably not having protective sex. Mm -hmm. Right. So pregnancies, STDs, Mm -hmm. and all the other things that come with the emotional connections that come with it, you know, Mm -hmm. You need to love yourself first. Okay? Actually develop a relationship with Jesus. and Learn how to love yourself. And you need to be happy with yourself. And and be able to value yourself in the way. Like that you're precious, right? And you want to, like Liz said, like if you know the value of who you are. And you know the value that it has. Then you're going to wait. Because you want to make sure okay, if I'm a diamond, like, why am I going to be out here in the dirt, like, or with the pigs or whatever, you know, you're with people who aren't even, I don't want to say worthy, because that's terrible, but like, on, on your level, so you're just doing anything and everything, because it feels good, but after, what happens after that, so you have to think about the consequences or the outcomes of your actions, in that way that okay it may feel good in the moment but what about after and what about okay you're doing it with all these people what happens then there's so many different ways that it affects you that you don't realize so first and foremost be educated about it look to it because honestly I didn't know a lot until I went to college like they were they taught me what consent was and how to be protected Mm -hmm. and the different things about it more than my parent more mm-hmm. than the church like they actually taught what is it how to do it correct you know all of those things mm-hmm. so you should be educated about it if you choose to have sex and that is your decision and it is out of a place 
of understanding what you're doing, then at least be safe about it. At the at, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I'll say I'll add this to the conversation. So, um, speaking of like sit down culture and church and all that, I've been sat down before for stuff. Like, I mean, I've been in church leadership since I was a teenager. So. Um, I think that one thing that got me out of the box of whatever a church was going to do towards me or what they were going to say towards me was not God's representation of what he was saying. So um, a huge place that I discovered this is in Peter's journey because Peter like manifests towards Jesus and Jesus turns around and says, get thee behind me, Satan, because Satan was operating through him to tempt the Lord. But in the very next stanza, um, he also ends up affirming Peter as the rock in which the church has been built, right? And so there's a lot of times as humans that we want to punish other people for behavior that we find disgusting. For instance, I may not find that someone else having sex is disgusting, but I may think gluttony is disgusting to watch someone eat three plates of food, right? But that's just me as a person. Jesus is not punishing someone higher than the other. He is not saying one is worse than the other. They all fall under sin nature that we're born into and that Jesus covered on the cross. That's the whole reason we can be redeemed, right? So if you're sat down for being honest or telling the truth, just know that condemnation, shame, guilt may try to come in there, but you have to remind yourself of the love of God. You have to remind yourself how much Jesus loves you and what he says about you. So getting scriptures, and you can even Google this, like scriptures on why God loves us and you can read those scriptures and start to believe them for yourself um, but the other thing is is to make a flexible plan and I'm gonna say flexible because at the end of the day the Bible also says that we fall short in sin daily and so there's going to be mistakes that you make every day this is something I talk to my spiritual daughters about my mentees you are going to be in error the truth is is that once you've had sexual experiences love has been awakened you understand what orgasms feel like you're going to desire them even more you're going to crave them anymore even more so setting up a healthy accountability system um, even with a friend to call before maybe you go into that action or are you just saying like hey this is the safe plan that I'm going to have until you can come up with another plan most leaders will not tell you this and I will probably have some really interesting feedback about me saying this to you but I'd rather you be safe as a young lady and any young ladies listening to this than me act like me telling you go sit down and don't do it again is going to work yes there have been long periods of time that i've gone without having sex but there have also been times that i counted those years and i counted those days and then it felt like the end of the world and like i shouldn't even live because i broke this long journey so i don't even acquire it in this celibacy thing of like plus celibacy means that you're not going to have sex again abstinence means that you will know the definitions these are just some of the tips that I can give you guys. Um, but I really want in this community no one to feel shame and no one to feel like they can't have a space to speak or ask questions or make their own decision and choice. Because ultimately, God won my heart in this area when I was able to make my own decision to want to please him in this way. But if I decided to go hop on somebody's son tomorrow, I know that it wouldn't be the end of the world. So that's just my take on it. And I think what I also have to add to the conversation is 
your hot girl summer doesn't have to match what the other person's hot girl summer looks like. Facts. I hate when we try to like, I don't know, because you know me, I just hate yes. like, I hate like uniform things. I hate putting things in box boxes. Mm-hmm. I just don't like that. It's just like your hot, their hot girl summer can be busted and wide open for whatever, mm-hmm. but your hot girl summer can be you taking a solo trip or your hot girl summer mm-hmm. is you adding something else to your self-care routine or your hot girl summer is you reconnecting with that childhood friend that you actually miss. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, this big thing, and you're just like, dang, I don't really want to do that. It doesn't have to be something that, that you know isn't good for you and that can potentially put you in bondage. So I just want to say that. So it's just, like, find what your hot girl summer looks like for you because you don't want to be mimicking what other people are doing, and you're losing yourself in the process because you don't even, you know what I'm saying? You don't even truly want to do this, you know? Or you want love. We all desire love, but you know... Mm, this isn't really the right way or at least for me you Mm -hmm. know so I wanted to say that and then something else I wanted to say is I think we talked about this Liz on or you talked about this on a live or something just like the especially for us Christians like finding the balance of okay knowing what the Bible says and knowing that we're supposed to wait till marriage but also knowing that we're human and we're gonna especially as we get older and we're still waiting you know what I'm saying like the Bible says and what people say we're getting older and we're waiting, but our hormones are not. <laughs> you know, our mm-hmm. hormones are not. Our sexual desires are not what we see on social media, what we see in movies. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Sex is a part of life. So you're going to see it everywhere. So it's like, I don't know. I just think, I guess that's that's the question that I'm asking yeah. or just something that like is just there. It's like, where's the balance? Well, you're going to be turned on as a person. Like, and I think that's the thing is that like, you know, in some of these purity balls and some of these like true love weights programs, they demonize a natural function that God made our bodies to respond to. So you're going to be attracted to someone. You're going to respond to that. Um, and it's more so learning how to discipline in that area. And I'm not talking about discipline, like how people say discipline and they beat their kids discipline yourself in how you want to regard your temple your body how what what do you want for someone to be able to enter that space to touch you right like and I think that we don't talk about those things because it's uncomfortable because then people feel like oh you're giving someone a free pass no these are things that you should know as a woman so that you can safeguard right like when the bible talks about guarding your heart it's not about putting up more walls it's about safeguarding the tender spaces of you as a person and so if you're just like okay well whoever's gonna be around and give me this attention like actually look into how you want someone to treat you when you're giving them access to the most personal parts of your body someone learning your body being able to touch you or please you in a certain way you shouldn't be afraid of that you shouldn't be afraid of even your own body so there is healthy exploration that can happen there and sometimes they're just not a balance that i feel like uh, traditional christianity would ever be welcome to or not some of the stuff i had to understand more even when i went to therapy my therapist uh, you know he doesn't agree with me to be honest <laughs> he's like you know orgasms bring stress relief and they they bring like all the scientific things right um but he's like i get it within a belief system but so that's that's always a conversation in life and i think that's the power of our free will choice and reading the scriptures for yourself and understanding what god is saying to you that will be important to you about your body and what's done with it 
That's the most, I, I think, the most things that I can say. Yeah, and if you don't want to do what your friends are doing, then don't do it and get, surround yourself around other people. Also, don't put yourself in situations where of temptation where you will feel like, okay, if I'm around him in this place, then we're definitely going to do it. If you don't want to do it, don't put yourself <laughs> in those temptations because, you know, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So it also says, the Bible also says to, you know, kill your flesh, to die to your flesh. So don't get so caught up in your body and those hormones that you're just moving off of that and not any logic, not taking time to think about it. Um, don't let it be a ruler over you. Yeah. You control your body. Yeah. And just remember that. No, I totally That it's agree. yours. So I think that we've had a great conversation tonight, ladies. And I just want to tell all our listeners, if you're out there and you have questions, you're totally able to send them in. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at Phenomenal Woman. And um, you can be anonymous as well. Or you can, you know, say, hey, I want to ask this question with my name attached to it. Don't be on the show. Um, it's up to you. But I'm so grateful to be able to you know, share space with other women and be able to just have open conversation. If you'd like to respond to us, you also can hit us up at Phenomenal Woman on Instagram and let us know where you stand within this full spectrum of the conversation. Until next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> okay, so y'all. I'm so disappointed in my ditty. <laughs> so, I shouldn't be, what? but I know that I am. So, okay. You guys heard the clip before this of Carisha, a.k.a. Young Miami, and Diddy, you know, and they're talking about they go together. <laughs> they go on real bad. They go on dates. Yeah, real bad. Real bad. <laughs> it was actually really cute to me. I actually think she's very, she's very cute to me because she's herself, right? But, like, he's 52 years old. <laughs> Still talking about, yeah, I guess. Like, what are we? <laughs> like, it is, it is painful. It's painful to me, but it's also painful to me on the opposite end for her too, because she's like, yeah, it's okay. We go together. That's it. Like, she said she didn't want to be married as well, that she didn't have to have the paperwork, but she wants to be a wife. What? Oh, because she wants to be able that to go. Yeah, so sense. she wants to be able to go whenever she want to go. She wants to feel like if if I want to break up with you, I don't got to change my last name again. Like, we just go together, and like, we're single, but then you know we go together. <laughs> and the thing you know, is, going together is that like I've been in a situation like that, right? Like where we went together, but we weren't together, mm -hmm. and that takes two very like on the same page people. That's it. On the same that's it. page. Yeah, that's why for me, it's like I'm not even going to point fingers. Oh, this, no. Like, it's like if both of y'all cool with it, <laughs> you know, if you both cool with it and both of you guys know what's up and y'all both know what to expect, you know what not to expect, I don't see what the problem is, really. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess it works for them. I think, I think in my heart, my heart of hearts, because I've been such a Diddy fan. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like. <laughs> oh, you're a Diddy fan. Yes. Oh, let me know. I know, right? Oh, the shame. Even on my producer's face right now. Okay, so, like, y'all don't even know. Okay, like, I tried out for making the band 
as well. Like, but I've loved Diddy forever, even though I know like he don't do artists right. But I'm just like y'all didn't read your contract either. I think I love the businessman in him. But then like as far as my type, he's also like what do I say, ladies? Chocolate and passion will never do you wrong. It will. It will drag you through the mud. But it's okay. We like to pretend, right? So it's like, you know, and then the, the taper fade. Like, he always has the bomb, like, 0.5 taper fade into the waves. And then if we niche down even more, like, if we're going chocolate, passion, bald, and beard, like, that's just the vibes, right? We talked about this in the pandemic. I should pull up the old clip, okay? Listen. But so me and Diddy have been at the 0.5 for a long time. Like the details. The, oh, it's the details. No, the taper fade has. I don't even know what that means. Oh, it's a chokehold. Like at this point, it's a chokehold. <laughs> it's a chokehold. <laughs> like, <laughs> and the fact that I used to give Ben taper fades, it's like it's really bad. Because then I'm looking at you, like you just got so much more attractive in this chair. But it's okay. Where's my tip? No, like, for real. Wait, let's talk about it because you're a whole different man. Okay. <laughs> Hold on, the way your beard just blended. You, you look like a whole different person. Why, it's glistening. It's like, what, what just happened? <laughs> it's actually connecting now. Hold on. Okay, we might go together now. We might go together. We could go together. You look like a businessman now. We can go not, together. Not, not homeless, but no. But here's the thing. Okay, right, with the right. go together thing, you got to know who you're going together with and being single with. No, so, yeah. like, this only works with a certain type of person because, so I'm highly problematic in this area because I'm not going to chase you down. I don't care to a certain extent. You know, like, I just, I don't like to be stressed or pressed. So I can't check up on after you. So if someone's interacting with me and they expect me to like be watching them, like expecting them to cheat on me, like I just don't, I don't have that bone in my body. So when I think about when I was to go with somebody and their energy was like, I don't like that this dude said this on your picture. I'm like, well, we just go together, <laughs> but we're not together. And that's on you because you don't want me to be your girlfriend. You don't want me to claim. So, so I get, I feel like I get young Miami in a way because it is also to me like a protection for her with Diddy because we know that Diddy don't ever really like keep playing with Kate, what, Cassie's face for 10 years. Yes. <laughs> and then, and then Kim, like Kim was like the ultimate one he didn't realize until she passed away. So I'm just like, oh, yeah. maybe this is just a good situation to have with Diddy because. I mean, Diddy, is, he's been a lot of fun. He gets great reviews in multiple areas. But, like, as far as him wifing you up for real, probably not going to happen. Oh, no. But she says she don't want to be a wife, though. Wife without the paperwork. They. That's ridiculous. Yeah. You, you are literally crazy without the paperwork. No, give me the paperwork. Oh, give me all the paperwork. You gonna, I, I, yeah, I need some. I need something for this work I'm putting in. Some no security. Friend. Okay, so this is probably gonna sound crazy to y'all. They're rich though, so <laughs> they're rich, like, right? But like, still. Okay. If they I die, like somebody dies, you don't have control over nothing. Like, no. literally. But there's way to put. There's way to put. Stuff. Yeah, but there's way to put your name on stuff too legally but without doing being that? married if we just go but together if your business partners and stuff too i don't know i almost would prefer that i would prefer it because the wife still gets done wrong in a lot of ways too if it's not very very clear within those papers so yeah i'm just saying 
And maybe it's because no, I'm, I'm at my because I'm at my big age. Together. You know what I'm saying? Like precept of I just okay because I'm thinking of another uh, businesswoman that I follow, Miley Teal. I'm obsessed with her life. She's the creator of Curlbox. Her and her uh, baby's father, <laughs> baby father, um, they didn't get married for a while. And she was like, oh, it's taxes. And then, like, I don't want his name on my curl box, anything. I don't want, I don't want that there. It, it's a lot more detailed than that. She has podcasts on it. But I'm saying that I get it. I'm not saying that I would prefer to live it. I want to be someone's wife. Yeah. But I also, you know, I want to have the paperwork that I don't get skipped over, you know? Just saying. Because if we're going to do this, let's do it. Like, clink, clink, you know? So, would y'all sign a prenup? Yeah, I would. What? Uh, can you just... <sighs> yes, I absolutely it would. Could, uh, I think it goes both ways because some people say, okay, we're going into this, like, well, we just want to make sure if anything were to happen, we we get what we came with, whatever. But at the same time, it's kind of like, it could also seem like, okay, I'm not trusting this relationship to last. I'm trusting so. to communicate all of the things that could come up and that I want to be clear that something I built before you in marriage, you can't take and put somebody else's name on and run away with on the objections of a judge. Cause that, like, I think of it as a creator. I'm thinking solely business. Like, and I think that Christians say that a lot, like, oh, it just means there's no trust. But I'm like, the trust in, is in communicating what we both need and what these entities that we bring in, this is not a poverty person thing. This is a wealthy person thing. So if you're bringing assets, not just liabilities, like you're going to want to protect your assets and make sure, like, say I had an invention, like a beauty invention, and I married this man, and then... Like, uh, what is it? Dirty John, volume two with uh, Betty. She's still in prison to this day, like an hour away from me right now. Like she lost everything because she didn't have any rights because the judge, it was up to his subjection. So I look at it from that space of knowing wealthy people, uh, you know, just looking into stuff, researching, watching documentaries. I'm like, you're not gonna take my whole brand and rebrand it on a new broad. Like, it's just not gonna happen. If you yeah. Yeah, if you have something to lose, of course. Yeah, I it, I get it would just depend on how you coming in. Like if you're two 18 year olds, because people get begin married that young or 20 and whatever, and you have nothing, probably wouldn't. Well, be but family to wealth. Do that. You get it. So like people I grew up around in this what part if of your California doesn't have wealth. Well, then that's a different situation. But I still think that those people wouldn't even think of that. They, they're not the type of people that that's think what of I'm, that. Yeah. You know, but I'm saying, like, 18-year-olds that are from generational wealth, their family is absolutely set. Well, yeah, of course. To make sure. Like, I mean, honestly, I would do that with my kids if I had a kid, if I get to have a kid. But they wouldn't have access. I don't think that, like, let's say my dad was wealthy or whatever, and he put something in my name. That would have nothing to do with my husband if we got That's married. That's not true. That still wouldn't have anything. That's not true. How? Because it's, it's in my no, name. No, it doesn't matter. He's married to you. That means he's a spouse. That means a judge can take that under subjection and he can sue for you for any damages 
because you were joined together in marriage. That but doesn't separate. It depends separate. on the situation of the divorce, though. Also, the circumstances. But of it. it's still it's still legally binding that you become a spouse. So once you're a spouse, you have access to everything that your spouse has access to. Everything becomes one. So even if it's a trust fund I built in your father's name, I'm telling you the law. I'm telling you what I know. So you can I, disagree. I'll have to look it up because I don't yeah. I think it depends on the states and all that. It, yeah. it doesn't in general. I'm going to say in a general status because even if a state rules in your favor because your daddy made it for you, it doesn't matter when it goes to federal court of appeals. No, but I'm, the, ta I'm talking the about states the state favor. as in marriage. No, in, mar well, I'm saying in marriage. Like in Georgia, if you get married, in, in mm -hmm. Georgia, if you get married, then your spouse owns everything you own. It's not like that in every state. It, it's in certain no, states. That pretty much across the board. That's a general factor. It's harder to get divorced in most states. Like North Carolina, you have to be separated for a year before you can file. That's a difference. But as far as coming together, your assets and liabilities become each other's assets and liabilities. There, there's not a separation there. So, you know, come back next week. If with proof of that in some state, because I don't yeah, like. Yeah, I'm a yeah. I'm, a, you know. <laughs> so I'm like, no, yeah, you need to, because I'm like. I've never I'm, heard of every state. Every state that I've only known, like Georgia, is an outlier. Wherein now, if you have a house and you get married, now that's both of your house. I don't think it's like that in every state. I don't think that's not a federal. No. Okay. So law. here. No. No. You're okay. <laughs> Because it's by state, it's that government. I don't, yeah, I don't get what you're saying. <laughs> of course you don't. I don't. I'm like, let me, let me look yeah, it up. Yeah, I'm trying I, to I explain it to you too, because it's just, it's, it's, it's going to be the same thing. So um, I'm trying to think of an example that's not related to people in my circle. Like, okay, for instance, in California, a husband could have the house first. His name could be on it. Once they're married, her name didn't technically go on the house, but while they're getting divorced, she has rights to equity in that house. So he had to cut her a check for equity in the house because they're spouses and there's still a partial ownership, even though her name was not written on the mortgage or the contract of when he purchased the house. Her rights to it is because she married him and he gave her his last name. That is pretty much universal. That's what I'm trying to tell you is that, no, Georgia's not actually an outlier in that. There's a lot more places where whoever is dominant in court is going to get their cut. So there's men that are getting spousal support right now. There are men that are getting alimony for the woman divorcing them yeah. off of nothing they built. So that's why a prenup is important because you could be like the guy, what Mary J's ex that live off her. That's wild. Ain't wrote near a near a song, never in his life, but he was just married to her. Yeah. That's wild. It is. That's wild. So I think you know, Carisha's so would just trying to. you say the same though if it was the if it, if it was the opposite? What for a if woman a with a man? Was getting the money off. Of yeah. Yeah. If you make. Yeah, because if I, I have an ex. Yeah, I feel like you want to tussle today. So, I, yeah, like, I really feel like because there are women that their goal is to be a housewife and that's all you want to be, then that is something that would need to be in a prenup too as well for me. Okay, then you're going to afford her lifestyle for the rest of your life. If not, 
she needs to get up and get a job when she's kicked out the door. She's the first wife and, you know, our starter wife, because that's a thing. Like, you just need to be informed on whatever kind of. Yeah. Have you never heard of that? No. Oh, okay, yeah, it's a, it's a wealthy person thing. So men with companies or that work for Fortune 500 companies, stuff like that, like they will have a starter wife that helps them build, helps them get into their career. She looks good oh, enough okay. to start them, and then they get the second wife. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the women that are just like out here not having anything to legally co- cover them, they could end up on the street with nothing. They could have little to no access to their children. So it's more of like, it's not saying, oh, I don't trust you. It's saying life happens and I need to make sure that I will be covered as a person and we communicate on what your plans would be. Because what I do know is watching divorces and even friends that have gotten divorced, it gets really messy and dirty and nasty. But people try to take from you and lawyers are going to try and take. You should know you want to go to law school. How feisty you be about stuff like you if you have a client, you're going to make sure that that client gets everything that you want to get from the other person, whether it belongs to them or not. That's just how court systems in America work in general. So I'm not going into family either way. It's just like, (laughs) you know. Yeah, but can you admit that that's true, that it's like it's cutthroat? What? That that what is this thing? Yeah. 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 Cause it's, it just depends on the people. I just saw, you know, Megan um, and Devon got divorced, but they left with nothing. Mm-hmm. They didn't do all of that. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know whether they had a prenup or not, but they they it was not a bad divorce. So it really depends on the person. So are you saying that you would be willing like you're more willing to uh, be the person that's going to be like, well, hopefully they'll want to separate amicably? So that word's a tongue twister. I wouldn't even be thinking about separation if I'm getting married to someone. But if my my potential spouse talks about a prenup, then let's look into it. Okay. So you think it's wrong for people to think through all possibilities or communicate about those possibilities? I don't think it's wrong, but I don't think I would go in, like, thinking about separation. Why? I'm just curious at this point. Like, Because why? That's like going into something, thinking about when it ends, if it ends. Like, yeah. I think, I don't to think me, that's starting on a good foot. It's like it, I look at it as like when I'm starting a business, I look at the liabilities within that business. Or if like when I was leaving my nine to five job like five years ago, the risk and the reward, like to be able to navigate it better. To know I how think you're a business person, so you have that mindset. But I'm not, I don't come from that business mindset, so I don't have that. I'm, th- yeah, I don't. Oh, like, so you're just thinking, like, love, I want to be in love, and, like, it's going to work out. I'm thinking. No, we're never going to have a problem, or he wouldn't. No, no, I wouldn't think that. Okay. That's not realistic in any relationship. I'm just trying to get what you're thinking because you're just saying, like, you know, general things. So I'm just like, what is... Because I, I hear this from Christian I'm thinking, people I'm a coming, lot. I'm coming... No, I'm coming off of... I'm not marrying somebody if I don't know them completely, if we haven't discussed everything. Of course, we're going to discuss it all. And if they want to have a prenup, and if we both have biz- businesses and we both have uh, assets or whatever, okay, cool, fine. I'm not saying absolutely no, but I'm also not saying, oh, let me think about separation. Okay, if we were to separate, you get the dog. I get that. Like, no, I'm not thinking about that. 
starting before I like right before I get married. Mm-hmm. I mean, the other thing in prenups is when people get added onto certain accounts or access to different things too. So it's like after five years, you can be uh, co-written into this trust fund because of the five-year mark, things like that. Yeah, I think most people don't even are first of all are not wealthy do are not trust fund babies <laughs> like let's be honest so we're not even most people aren't thinking about a prenup because we don't even have those things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay i get that i just yeah i think i see prenups as different levels um mm-hmm. so even some leaders i have like their family has property multiple large amounts of property they wouldn't be considered wealthy but it's like something that's passed down in their family. So that's why one of their cousins got a prenup because she didn't want the person to have complete and total access to family legacy or property. Yeah, no, I get that for sure. But I don't, like I said, I don't don't have that experience. My family does not have property. I don't have, that sounds really bad. No, it doesn't. No, no, I'm just like, like I'm like prosecuting. We don't, we don't have that. I'm not coming. I'm not coming from extreme wealth. I'm not coming from rich people. So I'm not gonna be like, oh, let me make sure I get my no. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's the difference yeah, in the tone. Yeah. It's like make sure I get mine. That's not necessarily the feeling behind prenups. Like, it's not the like, oh, I don't know. I don't. I think we'll have to revisit this on another day. And you can look up what you want to look up, and then we'll talk about it again, because I feel like it's not always a negative connotation. But the way that the church talks about it can be very negative. I don't think it's negative, and I don't think I'm even coming from a church perspective. That's literally my personal opinion. Oh, well, it was mentioned in the beginning. Like, I don't know, maybe Gloria said it. But I'm just saying, like, that's that's all I'm talking about in a thread line here. You know? But if you don't come from it, it's okay to start it too. Like anything. I'm not saying just for you. I'm saying for our listeners. So even though you didn't come from that, your ideas are a commodity. Like what you decide to build, even if you don't think that it's great now, if you think that it's going to be something in 10 years, that's worth putting parameters around. So, you know, it's an option, even if you don't come from it. Yeah. Gloria, anything? Yeah, I think that like, I get both sides. Honestly, even listening to you, Liz, it kind of, I never thought of it that way, really. Um, I do understand what Keisha's saying, and I actually kind of, that's kind of how I am towards it. I'm just like, if I'm marrying somebody, I wouldn't want to be like, okay, well, in case we separate, but viewing it from the business aspect and viewing it from people who do have at, like assets and, and land and acres and, and all this different stuff that's been passed down from like generation to generation. I can understand like how that's like, oh, I need to protect this, not even for myself mm-hmm. or for my legacy. But I think also not even just family assets, also experiences. So I think I was talking to my somebody a couple months ago about this, like, uh, would you sign a prenup? Cause you know, she's Christian and I'm Christian. And with her, she was just like, honestly, I wouldn't mind doing it. And I was like, why? And she just said, because, you know, she grew up her mom being like the provider of everything. Her dad not really being there. Her dad not really being present. Her dad not really being the man, so to speak. Her mom like having to be the one to, you know, like her mom having to be the one to show show up and provide and do all these things. 
and even her grandmother. So it was like the women of the family that were dominating and she always grew up saying, like hearing like, make sure you have your own, make sure you always can cover for yourself, make sure you don't have to depend on a man for stuff like this. So I think that like, yeah, I think, you know, when it comes to if you wanna get a prenup, it's not even just family assets that can affect your decision, but I think also just experiences and what you've been shown and just things that you've seen other people go through that have had a prenup or have not had a prenup. So I get both sides. Yeah, no, I, I, I like this conversation because I feel like um, even that statement you made in the connotation of most communities of like, oh, she got to make sure she have her own. There's this whole thing of like having a separate account is a sin or it's a wrong thing for women to have. Right. But then there's been years where women have been beaten, drugged, silenced and abused because they had no way of maneuvering with anything or they weren't allowed to have a business. I'm not trying to keep my future husband out of anything. I want him involved in everything. But I also want there to be an understanding that like I bring something to this space besides domesticality as a woman and that you can do whatever with me as an owner of me. Because sometimes that is still in a thread in conversations like this. So no, I'm not trying to gatekeep my money. I'm not trying to say we can't have all things common or whatever. But at the end of the day, even the women I end up helping in the missions that I do, 98% of the time, the finances, they're in financial abuse and they have no access to finances of their own. And they have not had that boundary to even say like how I have access to money. So they're stuck and someone else has to come get them out. But that's just like a huge red flag for me. But in some communities, they would say, oh, no, that's not you being a good Christian woman. Mm-hmm. You know, because you should, that's just trust in the relationship. And I feel like, yeah, there's trust. But then there's also, why am I not having the freedom to be a person and spend money or have access to it or be a part of the conversation with it? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think even for that with you, like, you've been exposed to that. So you've been exposed to the, you know, like, you've been exposed to the realities of outside the church. Like, okay, like, you know what I'm saying? You've been exposed to what people actually go through. So you. Well, I mean, the women in the church, every every woman I rescue is someone in church. Their abuser is in church. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah, so you've been exposed to that. So I get get what you're saying because it's just like if they didn't have that lump sum of money – God knows what would have happened to them or where they would be at, you know, so. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I think it's, I mean, I think regarding prenups, I think it's like a, it's a definitely like a subjective, is that the right word? Subjective? Subjective? Yeah. I mean, everybody gets their free little choice. Yeah, for sure. But I just want our, our listeners but, to know that there's nothing wrong with getting it. <laughs> yeah, but this was interesting because it gave me a different perspective. Cause I always would, you know, like I'm the one that's like, no, like you shouldn't have it, whatever, whatever. But like viewing it like, oh, okay, I can understand why people would want to get it. Or I can understand why it would be appropriate to people and, you know, not deemed as bad. So this was, yeah. No, and I never, I never want you to change your mind. Like I like to tussle sometimes with, you know, different opinions so that we can see each other's thing. And I would love to live in a world where, you know, we don't have all of these examples of where it's gone, where, like, you needed that. I just don't, you know, want to look up and be like, dang, 
I never took any real stakehold because I took someone's word. It's like doing business with a friend. And then you're like, okay, yeah, we're going to do this one day. But you never really write it down. How many posts do we see people make that? And, like, you feel like you love your friends. Yeah. And then they end up with the, the entire thing. Like, that. that's a... That's just human nature to me, but yeah, I feel like we can revisit this on another day, too, with other points and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Sound good? Yeah, it was good. It was good. All good. All right. We'll be back.